The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. This is the Insulone Podcast, where I, Owen Costello, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode... So the okay. first one here is 68 units, all-you-can-eat sushi, need I say anymore? Question mark. 68? <laughs> 68 units. But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulone podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. And we are back for... Another episode. I am slightly out of breath because I'm just back from the gym, maybe 10 minutes or so. And this is quite a spur of the moment podcast, Graham. Impromptu, as uh, people might say. Yeah, Sunday evening at 25 past seven. We hadn't planned on doing one, but I messaged you going, do you want to do a podcast um, in the next couple of days? And you're like, I can do tonight. And I was like, let's do tonight. Let's do it. And then there's a there's a bit of action on your Instagram right now. And I think we're mm. going to cover that. Is that the plan of this week's podcast? That's the plan. That's the plan. Talk about a quick turnaround on podcast episodes. It's like we are constantly on call to diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Quick turnaround. Just let me get a drink of water here. You need to get a drink of that water. What did you do in the gym just there? I did a... <clears throat> chest and back superset session and I, I like training on a Sunday and I never I never typically train on a Sunday but I said again quite spur of the moment I said let's just go let's get into it let's get a quick one done and I don't know about where you train but you know the cable fly machine that you do like yeah. chest flies with it is an absolute nightmare trying to get that on a weekday because everybody wants to use it because you can use it for so many different types of exercises. But I went in today and because it was like a Sunday afternoon, there just wasn't really many people there. So I spent most of my time mm. on the cable machine to make up for all the last time that I that I don't have throughout the week. Do you know, so it was nice. Do you know the, the annoying thing about my gym is and it's the I have two cable machines in my gym, and the time I go is I'm going off peak, so I have basically free use of it majority of the time. However, on one of them, the right hand side is stiff if you want to do chest, and on the oh, other no. one, the left hand side is stiff. So 
obviously you can do your tricep pulls down, pull downs. You can use one at a time. That's fine. But if you want to do chest and you need both of them, it's uneven. So I've just given up on doing it in that. Is that why one side of your chest is enormous? That's why my left hand side is huge. (laughs) And then the other one looks like I haven't lifted my arm in about 17 years. It's It's fading away on the right hand side. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, who, who is it? Um, Rafael Nadal, have you ever seen the difference between his tennis arms? No. I think I think it's Nadal. Yeah, pretty sure it is. I would say I would say so, yeah. It makes sense. If I remember correctly, he's left-handed. I could be completely wrong here. But anyway, I I specifically remember looking at a tennis player's arm, and I'm pretty sure it was him. And his obviously his tennis arm was noticeably larger than his other arm his weaker arm yeah i have it here he's definitely left-handed he's left-handed and his left bicep his and his triceps are so much bigger and his right hands presumably oh his forearms are absolutely huge yeah Yeah. have you seen um we didn't realize we'd be talking about athletes arm size but have you seen the difference in brian o'driscoll the former irish rugby captain's arms he had to get his bicep i think doesn't he an operation on one of his biceps so one of his biceps is massive because He's one of the greatest ever rugby players of all time. So he's naturally huge. But then the other one looks completely out of kilter to the rest of his body, but he had to have an operation on it. Maybe he had to get a bit of a remove or something like that. I think because he, I'm pretty sure he tore his bicep. So the bicep muscle is connected at a different point in his arm compared to his his other side. It's it's weird. It, It almost looks like there's an apple or something in his arm. But yeah, he's an absolute machine. I love him. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is good. This. This, this is good chat. This is good chat. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this chat. Okay. So basically today I was making my breakfast and I was taking my insulin. Or was it my breakfast? My lunch? Anyway, doesn't matter. And I was taking my insulin for it and I was doing my carb count. And I was thinking to myself, what's the largest dose of insulin I've ever taken? And I'm pretty sure the long or the, the largest ever dose and i mean largest dose specifically with like fast acting insulin that i've taken in one go i think is 12 because i'm quite insulin sensitive so my insulin to carb ratio generally goes between 1 to 20 and 1 to 30 so what what's that then the largest dose i took was 12 in one go so let's say my ratio to get the average was 25 so that would have been for 300 grams of carbs in one go and i'm pretty sure that would have been for like a chinese takeaway or something because you just will require a lot of insulin for that type of Mm. meal so when i was doing this i was thinking why not put up a question box on instagram to see what other people's largest dose of insulin they've ever taken is and i was not disappointed and it's funny because a couple of times I have, t- over the years, I have taken my fast acting insulin instead of my long lasting by accident. So let's say I was requiring a 12 unit dose of long lasting insulin, which is Lantus. And I might've been tired in the morning or tired in the evening. And I accidentally took 12 units of fast acting, which is not a good thing. I I, I was... I think down and loads of orange juice. So for me, I wouldn't have a clue what that means, the difference between long-lasting and um, fast-acting. So what 
Is it if, if it's for someone who's listening to this podcast, who's probably listening on behalf of a child or a friend or something like that? Yeah. So if you're on MDI, which is multiple daily injections, you will generally be taking two types of insulin. So your long lasting or your basal insulin, that's to basically give you a sufficient amount of insulin consistently because you need to you need to always have insulin in your system whereas a fast acting insulin or bolus insulin will be taken specifically for let's say meal times when you're eating or a correction dose so my basal or long lasting insulin is lantus and that typically should last 24ish hours right? how many units would you take of that so i take 12 units at 10 a.m., 12 units at 10 p.m. Okay. And then my fast acting is Nova Rapid, and I take that every time I eat, if it's required, and as a correction dose. So when I take my fast acting insulin, that's typically going to be in your system for three, four, potentially five hours. Whereas the long lasting, it's that kind of consistent insulin throughout your system for up to 24 hours depending on the type of background insulin that you take others may be long lasting like traceba which can be up to like 42 hours so that's a, a general overview so basically what i was saying earlier was a couple of times throughout the years i may have been tired or whatever made a mistake as we all do and i took my fast acting insulin instead of my long lasting so the, the immediate impact of that 12 units gotcha. accidentally taken is significant compared to taking my 12 units long lasting. So to counteract that 12, 12 units mistakenly taken, I was down on a lot of orange juice at a very inconvenient time, to say the least. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. So they both, they act differently, exactly mm. what it says on the tin. One yeah. is fast, one is long lasting. Exactly. But basically, when I put up the question box on Instagram, thinking, you know, I would obviously just get answers around, oh, this is my largest dose. This is the meal that was required, or this is what was required for this specific meal. Loads of people actually wrote in that their largest ever dose taken of fast acting insulin was an accidental dose Mm. where they accidentally took their, their fast acting instead of their long lasting, which I've just gone through which is kind of funny. So if ever there's a time where you think, oh my God, I've done something stupid. I've made a big mistake. How could I have done this? I'm a terrible diabetic. I guarantee you somebody else has done the exact same thing, me included. All right. So basically I put up that question box for people following me on Instagram, which was, what's the largest dose of insulin you've ever taken? And what was it needed for? Meaning what meal was it? So there was actually there was loads of them that came in so i'm just gonna open my instagram here and see what sort of answers we have i'm not gonna name names here i'll just read out the different ones as we go so to put it into perspective and again this is me specifically everybody else can be very very different but the most i've ever taken at once is 12 units so the first one here is 68 units all you can eat sushi Need I say any more? Question mark. 68? <laughs> 68 units. Unreal. What? Yeah. But it just goes to show you how different people can be in relation to their insulin to carb ratio. 
<laughs> and as well, if you're going to an all-you-can-eat sushi, you're going to be requiring yeah. a lot of insulin, but that's a lot. I'd say that's a nightmare to try and carb count and try and figure out. Because I know you say, oh, you can go and you get a pizza and you can kind of have a rough idea, but you know they might be using different ingredients and all that. But all-you-can-eat sushi, you're going in there blind. You don't know how much you're going to eat. But if you're going to all-you-can-eat sushi, you better believe you're going to go all in. Absolutely. That's the point. That's the point of all you can eat. Next one is 10 units for pizza at the very beginning. So presumably that means the very beginning of diagnosis. Next one's 20 units of Nova Rapid. I was tired and thought it was my Lantus. So there you go. That's exactly what I was just saying. So that person took 20 units of fast acting insulin rather than 20 units of long lasting. So, uh, yeah, so then year. immediately you have to start counteracting that. So in your head, so with you, it was orange juice. So when you realize, would you, would it be a case where you mightn't realize straight away and you just feel your body kind of change? I presume you would be um, going into a low. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if I was to take a 12 unit dose, that will hit me like a truck. Yeah. So I'll have to counteract that pretty fast Mm. and that's why generally if let's say for example i was sick or my bloods were consistently high or consistently stubborn and very difficult to get back down i always find it a lot more beneficial to take smaller more frequent doses of insulin over an extended period of time rather than taking like one big really large dose right next one here is 24 units for two pints of Ben and Jerry's. Couldn't decide between half-baked and Americone dream. <laughs> two pints of What's Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's? Is that the little tubs? But if they're talking about a pint, it must be they come in pint sizes. Look it up there. So that's what, 500 mils? No, it's about 550 mils, isn't it? Be, yeah. Pints. Wow. So that's over a litre. <laughs> that, pints. That's serious brain freeze. Uh, next one here <laughs> just after me talking about my insulin to car ratio someone said on your 1 to 30 ratio I'm dying to know what this was for you <laughs> 50 units for Domino's whoa oh, 50 units so I've got Ben and Jerry's here yeah pre-packed you can get a pint for $5.50 uh, that's Does updated so- September show the nutritional value 2022 um, I'll see how many there are calories uh, the average Ben and Jerry's pint contains around 1,000 calories. I actually thought it would have more than that, to be honest. Making Mooforia a significant deviation from the company's historic line of ice creams. How many calories in in um, half a cup? Yeah, so you can get pints. I don't think you can get pints over here. We're being shafted here in Ireland. I think you want to get the small <laughs> yeah. Bring I'm the gonna pints look, look at that. of Ben and Jerry's to Ireland. I can only imagine there's a very, very large or a high amount of fat in two pints of ice cream. So I would be expecting a very large and rapid delayed spike as a result of that. But only one way to test it out. Next one, 30 units, overcorrection and a big meal at the same time. I know, I know. There's loads in here. 26 units of basal insulin. I was very sick. 24 units every year for Thanksgiving. So that seems like a 
pretty standard amount. <laughs> I like that. They've got yeah. they've got that blocked off. You've got the turkey, you've got the football on, <laughs> and you also have your 24 units ready to go. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Five to six units as a second dose of a split dose for pizza or fries. 45 units for a curry. 45? 45, yeah, crazy. Just goes to show you, though. And, like, when I even think back to when I was initially diagnosed, maybe, like, within the first two, three years, we used to have, it was kind of like a Friday tradition in my house where we'd just get, like, a takeaway or a Chinese. And this is pretty much where I discovered, just from my own trial and error, I discovered how to split my bolus to counteract that spike. Because basically what was happening for me was because I knew the Chinese would require so much more insulin than any other meal I would cook for myself. What I was doing initially was I was like, all right, here's my Chinese. I'm having my chips. I'm having my chicken balls, my rice, my sweet and sour sauce, (laughs) whatever it is. And I would take a massive big dose of insulin at once because That's what I was told to do. And that's what I thought was obviously the correct thing to do. And it is. But what I quickly discovered was because that type of food and takeaway and the pizza effect, for example, because they're so high in fat, it will greatly delay that spike. So what was happening for me was I was taking my insulin. I was eating the Chinese. I was plummeting crashing down into a hypo maybe 15 20 minutes after i finished i would treat that hypo with a few glucose tablets or whatever it might be and then for like the next two three four five six hours the whole night i would just continually rise and i was just insulin 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 to bring it back down so then over time the more i noticed this the more i was like there has to be something to that Mm. It's not happening for no reason. So then obviously I did my own research and did my own trials again as a result every Friday and then came up with that strategy of splitting my bolus a certain amount at a certain time to counteract those delayed spikes. I love your takeaway tips because I think that could be some of the most important. You give a lot of information out, but it's very important, your takeaway tips. And is takeaway a... Universal word, eating out, getting takeout, take in, just dirty food, essentially, because <laughs> yeah. it is the beautiful part of life, eating dirty food every that's now and good. again, not too often. Yeah. And that's the big thing about it. It's like, you obviously need to be, you need to make measured and rational decisions around the food that you eat consistently as somebody living with type one diabetes, but also you need to enjoy certain foods that you enjoy. And certain types of foods or certain types of meals require a different approach when it comes to insulin timing and insulin amounts, essentially. And that's actually one of my favorite things about my type 1% program is like, yes, we absolutely prioritize our short-term and long-term health, but also it's realistic within the WhatsApp group and the Zoom calls and stuff that we have in the fact that people still go out and drink alcohol. People like our members still get takeaways and pizzas and these kind of things, but we all share the types of approaches that we would take. 
And one of my favorite things in the world is <laughs> seeing some of the clients in the WhatsApp group say, I went out for dinner last night or I got a Chinese last night or I had pizza last night and stayed flatlined, stayed in range the whole night. And it just proves that we can absolutely enjoy these types of foods without them causing complete havoc on our blood sugar. They just can require a different approach, basically. But also, one of the main one of the main things that ties in with those sort of meals is essentially preempting the fact that your blood sugar may misbehave. So you need to deal with that in your own head without being too frustrated or pissed off by it. Because yes, there's a certain approach you can take, but the nature of those types of meals is that essentially you've no idea what's actually in it. So it's a guessing game to a certain extent, but when you can make an educated guess around insulin and timing, you put yourself in a good position. We had, it was a 64 units. I don't know if we're going to beat 64 units, but do we have any other ones on? We were in the going. 40s Let's there as well. Anyone's that Here's Danny Gallagher. Here. Remember Danny uh, Gallagher? Danny. Yeah, legend. Yes, former, former guest on the Insulin Podcast went to college with Owen, used to take the mickey out of Owen for having diabetes and then got diabetes himself. <laughs> if you haven't listened to Danny's episode, it's top five of my favorite episodes. I absolutely love yeah. Danny's episode. Such a good episode. And to think back, <laughs> now that you mention it, it's for anybody who hasn't listened to that episode, it's a phenomenal episode. But what makes it so funny, well, quote unquote funny, is the fact that, as Graham said, we went to college together and obviously I was diabetic in college. Danny, we were always very good friends. <laughs> he used to always mock me, being like, oh, my pancreas works correctly. I don't have to take insulin and stuff. Good humoredly, obviously. And I used to always say, like I do to you, Graham, Danny, mm. someday I hope you get diabetes. And he actually got it a couple of years after we graduated, which is funny and sad, <laughs> but uh, mostly funny. He's part of the community now. So Absolutely. that's good. Go Danny on. Says, Danny says, 35 units for a Chinese and enough ice cream to kill a small horse. <laughs> 34 units of Nova Rapid going to bed instead of long lasting. Not my best diabetic moment. See, there, that's two already. Yeah. Nightmare. 25 units for sushi. There's sushi. <gasps> Here we go. The winner go so on. far. 90 units of Nova Rapid. Bad response to having eye injections spent a couple of nights in ICU. Whoa. Oh, wow. That's insane. Yeah, 90 units. I don't know if that one's going to be topped. By the time this comes out on Wednesday, the question box will be down. But if you would like to get involved in the conversation, please do let us know on the Insulone podcast at gmail.com. You can give us your stories there. Uh, we'll go with the theme. The most amount of units of insulin that you had to take for whatever reason. Maybe you had to get an operation or was it you just wanted to go to all you can eat sushi? I think even for me, thinking back, the most amount of insulin I've taken over a certain period of time was when I had COVID. Because my bloods were just consistently high. I was constantly taking insulin. And I just want to point out within this episode, the fact that so many people are writing in with different amounts of insulin, it's very, very important that you don't compare your insulin to carb ratio to somebody else's. 
your body is very, very unique. Your insulin requirements are unique to you and somebody else's insulin requirements are unique to them. So just because I require X and you require Y or I require X and another person requires Y, it's irrelevant, right? What your body requires is what your body requires. That's very, very important to remember. Preach. Yes, Owen. I've thoroughly enjoyed this impromptu episode on a Sunday evening as it gets a little bit darker on the east coast of Ireland. The dark nights are coming in, Graham. Get yeah, ready. They're coming in they're coming fast. In. And you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready for them. I'm ready Why? for them. Why are you ready? I always, I always get to this stage of the year where I'm like, do you know what? I like a little bit of darkness in the evening. Like having the lights on, the heating on, it's nice even... Even though the heating's going to be very, <laughs> I was going to say, here. yeah, the heat. We, we won't talk about the energy crisis here. <laughs> you diabetics have enough on your hands without having to deal and talk about the energy crisis on this podcast. So exactly. I'll just kind of <laughs> scale away from that one. Don't you worry. But no, I do like Please. it. I like the, the the feeling of Halloween. And once Halloween is over, that's like ah, Christmas is coming. Don't like January. We're getting to February, we're all good. Yeah, but February is my birthday, so that's it. That's the big one. That's the big one. Uh, right, Graham. I've greatly enjoyed this episode. I love the uh, spur of the moment episodes that we do. Maybe we can do more spur of the moments. Absolutely. And for anybody who's listening, for anybody who may have answered the Instagram question box, I appreciate it. And I'm always fascinated, as I'm sure you can probably tell, to hear about other people's experiences living with a condition that's very close to all of us. So appreciate you listening. Appreciate your time appreciate your ears and if you enjoy the podcast which i presume you do please share the podcast share with your family share with your friends share it with your teacher your dog i don't mind just get the word out there so as many people as possible can hear the podcast and as the producer uh if you wouldn't mind sharing it on social media That'd be great. That really helps with our <laughs> listeners. I'm the numbers guy. So owns the owns the kind of the family and friends guy. I'm the guy, the producer. I need the numbers. So a little <laughs> screenshot. You, t- you put it up on your Instagram story and you tag at Insulowen and heck, maybe even a link to the episode. That would be fantastic. But that, that's enough for me. Sorry. Enough for you me. Know, actually, do you know what we're going to do now? We're going to go into the insights and the analytics of the podcast and we're going to find yeah. every one of you personally. And we're going to be reaching out to you one-to-one to make sure that you are screenshotting the podcast and sharing help it on us, social media because it's... Help us make this podcast the biggest podcast, diabetic podcast in the world. That's the goal. That's the goal. Right, Graham. Appreciate your time as always. And we will speak to you all next week. <laughs>